Welcome to Twin Talk. This is Joy. I'm back here with Angie. And today we're going to be talking about a book called Blackbriar. Uh, it was published a long time ago in the, well, maybe not the big grand scheme of things, but 1972. We were two years old. Yeah. Uh, Angie, when I say Blackbriar, what comes to your mind? Oh, heck, I guess I messed up your podcast because I mentioned that it's earlier. It's okay. Sorry. We talked about it in our last podcast, but that's yeah. okay. We didn't talk about... Yeah. What, and we did a little, but let's just repeat okay. what comes to your mind. So what came to my mind when you said Blackbriar was I always associate that book with you. And mm. because it seems like you really liked it as a mm-hmm. teenager. And I, I and I, it seems like sometimes I occasionally see it on your bookshelf maybe at home. Or I feel like you've owned the book for a long time. Am I... Is that right? Um, here's the thing. And this is where my memory's going. It seems like I did have a really old, beat-up copy of it forever, mm-hmm. but I can't find it. And okay. I ordered a new a new book, and it has a different cover art and everything, a few months ago and reread See, it. See, and, and here's another thing. I also associate another book with you, The House on Windy Hill. <gasps> I forgot about that. Yes. So, I think I might actually be confusing, and I know the titles sound nothing alike, but for some mm-hmm. reason I'm thinking... They, yes, that's one of my all-time favorite children's books. Okay, the house on is that my, is that yes, the, name of it? the house yes. on Windy Hill? And now that I and I used to dream of having a house on Windy Hill. I oh love the book gosh. so much. Do you still own that mm, book? I don't know. I don't think okay, so. so. And now that you said that, I want to read it to Olivia. Okay, I so and I love your idea. I don't think we've mentioned this yet mm-hmm. um, on any of our podcasts, but. You know, Joy has talked several times about how she would love to go back and do some podcasts on books we read as children yes. or even as teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of the ones we've read. And I want to call it Throwback Thursday. Yes. Just the older books that we read as kids or even in junior high Yeah, we even thought about school. doing like kid books. Like we mm-hmm. both loved Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, and Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes. Um, we should just bus, do a podcast just the, on children's Gus books. Gus the Baby Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have both talked about doing that but you know joy a lot of the books we've read like outsiders we did read as teenagers yeah so are you thinking more of when, we were kid I, when kids? i say throwback thursday yeah i just think vintage like okay something we read in the 70s or 80s oh cool it's kind okay. of my time yeah and, and, and maybe joy, not really yeah. 90s because we were older then and don't you occasionally go online and buy books that you knew we yes. owned that we don't no longer own? that is one thing and i'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast probably do the same thing what I love to do is take my favorite books as a child, or like I said, middle school, junior high, even high school, even college. And if I don't own the book, I'll go and order it off of eBay or Amazon or somewhere. That's so cool. So if you ever do that in the future and you can get a book for fairly cheap, go ahead and get me one too. All right. I love to have copies. Um, and this is kind of freaky. This is a, another twin thing, but... Um, Sometimes, and I know this is going to sound weird. Maybe there's a psychiatrist out there who can answer this. But sometimes Joy and I will have will have a memory, and I'll swear that it was this certain thing happened to me, and she thinks no, that was me. Mm-hmm. Whatever the memory was, we we both swear up and down that wasn't you. It was me. It we, is it, strange, and, and it happens a, a lot. It's kind of unsettling too. It, it is to think. Uh, you know 100% in your mind that an event or something happened to you, and then you have a twin sister who's saying, that wasn't you, that was me. Yes, and I feel the same way. I'm 100% it's very sure unsettling. it happened. Or, or we'll say, well, I know you said that when we were this. No, you said that. Mm-hmm. It's very unsettling that we both have these same memories, but we don't know which memory it actually belongs to. We don't to. Yes, know it's which one it actually happened yeah, to, or experienced it, or said it, or did it, And so whatever. the reason I said that was to say this, um... And this really isn't 
this is actually very plausible. This could have happened. We both have the same memory of a book or a story that we read in a reader in grade school. And I was telling Joy, I was I'm like, glad you brought this up because I thought about bringing it up. Oh, okay. I already know what you're going to say. The raccoon book. The raccoon. Okay. So there was a story in one of our readers and I'm guessing we was in a, around second grade. Yeah. This is a literature book yeah, that it, we it, had in. It just great. It's like McGraw-Hill, and I was going to tell you, I, I, I'm almost sure the publisher was McGraw-Hill because I've been doing some research. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we were in grade school, very young, I think around second grade, and there was a particular story about a raccoon, and the pictures in it were so vivid that to this day, I remember the pictures, I remember parts of the story. It was about a raccoon that was getting in. These people were camping in a cabin or something, and this raccoon kept getting in their food, but they thought it was actually a ghost. Or yes, they, they, or, they could not. It was a mystery. It was a mystery. This raccoon was a, it was a mystery. And at but the it was, end, yeah. we find out it was a raccoon. Yes, and so and what's crazy is that Joy, when I mentioned the story or vice versa, I don't know who brought it up first, the other one was like, I have often thought about that story, and we've, we've searched and searched mm-hmm. and trying to... We've There's even a site where you can ask the members, the readers, help me find this book. Really? And I even, I'm almost sure I put it in there. Okay. Same thing. It's about a raccoon I, from our childhood, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. I never got a response. There was, and there was something about the story and the pictures that captivated me. It was the me. illustrations yes, and illustr- the story. Yeah. So what I was going to tell you, and I don't know if I've told you this yet, mm-hmm. I did some research and there was a book called Robber Raccoon. And I ordered it. It's from the 70s. And I got it in the mail. And as I looked through the book, I'm like, this isn't it. Okay. Because it didn't have, it was more of a black and white book. Yeah. And black and white illustrations, I mean. Yeah. And it didn't have the colorful pictures that I remember. And so you have such, you're, I don't know what happened. I think we were in a wreck as, in junior, as juniors. And I blame that every time. But Joy has a really good memory. Well, I got my the sense knocked out of me in that wreck. I mean, I was <laughs> yeah, I had a we very, actually were in the back of a truck that flipped yeah, out into a field. And, and I was, lucky we're alive. Yeah, and I had a, a very bad concussion mm-hmm. um, to the point that I was going in and out of consciousness. Yes, and she was in yeah, shock. I was in mm-hmm. deep shock. So anyway, so any t- every time I, I didn't know you were going in and out of consciousness. I was. I would remember. I That's would scary. see people standing around, and I would have no memory of what happened next, and then I'd have a memory of what happened after that, and then I don't. Remember but you always have such a good memory but yeah i can't remember names i can't remember like i just lost a pair of glasses while i got reading glasses i swear i had i had them on our last podcast they were on my face yeah and i have searched high and low and can't yeah. find the glasses i'm just saying my memory but, i feel like my memory is okay short-term memory maybe my but, short-term memory is horrific but when, when it comes to things about our childhood i do feel like you i remember, remember a lot vividly. of things yeah and the only way i remember things is if we start talking about something mm-hmm. then it might trigger another memory that mm-hmm. i haven't had and here lately i've been remembering but do you remember clothes. about the ski trip and me being on the cb and all that yeah and i didn't remember that right so, but I never thought about it. Who knows? Maybe the concussion knocked out part of your memory. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I but like there to are things that you that. remember that I don't. Yeah, but anyway, my my point is is it's driving me crazy until I get this book yes, in my hand. This both, reader that has, if we have a listener who yeah. knows is mm-hmm. what the name of this story is. I, to me, the reason it's hard to find. Yeah, I think it was a short story within other short oh, stories in a was. literature book. 
So we need to know the name of the literature yeah. book, not the name of the story. Well, we need yeah. to know because when you search, yes, I have searched time yeah. low and I put in the keywords I raccoon to. and I have to. children's you're right. literature. You're, you're going to come up with the name of the book, yes. not the individual stories within it. And it, it would, I think they were called readers. Yes. Okay. Like pri- it would have been called like a primary yes. reader or something I like that. I think you're probably right. But yeah. I have ordered several off of eBay. Okay. They're the McGraw Hill. The all the covers look very familiar to so me. So did you look at the table of contents before you? No. Okay. Here's why oh. eBay people listen to me. <laughs> please listen to me. If you're selling a literature book, mm-hmm. t- whatever. Please take a picture take of the a table picture. of contents because yeah, here's seconds. what I had to do, Angie. Right. I think I and they weren't very expensive, but I think I ordered two or three mm-hmm. of these McGraw Hill literature books, and I just ordered them because the covers. They had a picture of the cover and the back, mm-hmm. and and it said good condition or writing yeah. in the margins or whatever. Yeah. No, no notes, no pictures mm-hmm. of the table of contents. You're gonna save your buyer yes. so much time and energy if you'll just take a picture of the table of contents. See, I've sold several books on eBay, mm-hmm. and that I a hundred percent agree with you. When I sell a book, I take as many pictures as mm-hmm. it will allow you. Yes. And every time I go to buy something, people are so lazy they take a picture of the front and the mm-hmm. back, and they you're and lucky if they take a picture who of the are selling page. like dozens of yeah. hundreds of items a day, and they don't they don't want to take the time. But I'm oh. telling you, you could probably sell more mm-hmm. of these books if people knew what was in them. Exactly. And I even Googled, okay, well, they're not going to show me the table of contents. So I Googled table of contents for mm-hmm. whatever the name of the literature book was. Yeah. Could not find it. And you know, Cannot but find I, the table of contents. You know what, though? The more I, I've learned, as the longer I lived, I'm learning... A lot of times these resources are out there when you're trying to find a hard-to-find story or book. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you don't know where that sign yes. is. You don't know what it's called. There's you don't too know what to search much for it. It's information overload. Yes. You get thousands, if not millions, yeah. sometimes of hits yes. on a keyword or phrase. Just in the last... And wading through all that information. And that's part of what being a librarian is, mm-hmm. media specialist, learning how to do these searches, how yes. to... Uh, phrase things and do the and or the yes pl- all that to, um, to, to weed out all of the junk. Just, just in the last few years, I've learned that depending on the subject, there are people all over the country who are taking lists of whatever it might be. Let's say uh, books, plays, whatever that's mm-hmm. that's never been um, digitized catalog or yes, catalog. Yeah. Thank you. That's never been cataloged. Mm-hmm. People digitally. Are, yes, people are working on projects all over the place mm-hmm. uh, cataloging things but like you said if you don't know how to search or where to look mm-hmm. how are you going to find it? Like a raccoon it? story. Yes. So this is a perfect it's, segue. Here's a, well, here, oh, this is a perfect example that you and I have probably spent a combined couple of hours mm-hmm. just trying more. to find this mm-hmm. obscure story that was in a a, a, a kid's you know literature book in, mm-hmm. in grade school and um, can't find it. You yeah. Know? So and it and it's out there somewhere. It is. It, it, and, and I, I know have Arkansas it was Yeah, we weren't the only. Who knows? School it may even be one of the literature books I've coming from eBay. I, I hope, hope so. so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Because that is a perfect segue. Because yeah. I went on Goodreads and just like we were talking about one of our past episodes, it was about the Mohicans. Last the Mohicans, how you were validated when you read the reviews about the actress's performance. Yeah. Well, same here. I'm like. Am I the only person on the face of the earth that, as an adult, still remembers books I read at Blackbriar? Why am I remembering Blackbriar? Why did it make such an impression on me? Why do I want to buy it and read it again? Did other people have the same experience? Yes. Oh, wow. So, Hmm. I'm not going to read them all, but... 
the majority of the reviews that I read, this is what they said. And it, like you said, it validated. I'm not going crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one that found value or enjoyment in this book. Mm-hmm. They all said the same thing. I love this book as a kid. I was so creeped out by this book as a kid. I can't stop thinking about this book as a kid. I bought it. <laughs> and re- out, yeah, yeah um, one of them even said a sixth grade teacher read it to their class, and they were all scared and hanging on every word. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them talked about reading it as an adolescent and compared reading it as an adult, and I'm going to do that as well because it's a totally different experience. Angie, I can't even really re- I remember that the book was about a boy. And his guardian, it wasn't his mom. His parents were both gone or dead or whatever. It never really goes into that. I should mention that the author is William Slater. And like I said, this was published in 1972. He is known for writing science fiction. Oh. And this is more of a supernatural horror No relation type. to Christian. Uh, it's, it's spelled <laughs> S-L-E-A-T-O-R. And oh, okay. I think his is S-L-A-T-E-R, but I'm not sure. I think sure. so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a coming-of-age book written by William Slater in 1972. And here's the summary. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. What I was going to say was... I was like, okay, I remember it was called Blackbriar. I remember it was about a boy, and I couldn't remember his name, but his name's Danny. I knew he had a guardian, and they moved from London, the bustle, big city, go, go, go. Uh, and then they moved to this old, uh, very old cottage in the English countryside, but oh. it has a history. Oh, you didn't? I didn't know this was set yes. in England. Yes, that's what I tell you. You're already piquing my curiosity. It's set in England in the countryside, Ooh. and they have a little, uh, bought an old Land Rover that they named. Was this an English uh, author, do you think? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think William Slater, it says he lives in Indiana or something now, so I don't think he's English, Mm -hmm. but... That's interesting. Uh, okay, so here's the summary. In the attempt to decipher a number of strange events, after he moves into an old cottage, a boy discovers a group of English folk engaged in devil worship. Oh, Lord. Well, and here's what's funny, They read this (laughs) I was gonna say, we're reading... Yeah, and I don't remember when I read this... I'm assuming I was in fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere in there, oh. about middle school age. Yeah, I definitely don't remember this book. But, when, but okay, so I was like, oh, I've got to read that book again. I remember, I remember the premise about them moving into the old creepy house and finding an old wooden doll, and there's lots of weird stuff going on. But I did not remember that at the end it was it was some devil worshippers. Oh I know. I'm like, what are they giving to us at the Hackett Library? But anyway. <laughs> It made such an impression on me that as an adult, when I think back to my favorite books, and and to me this is so important, these are the books that got me interested in reading all the time and piqued my interest. Blackbriar, just like Outsiders was one of those key books that got us into reading, Mm -hmm. Blackbriar is another key book for me. Okay. It made such an impression on me. Um, but and I was like, why? What is it that made such an impression? And I read some other reviewers, and they and I thought, yeah, I agree with them. It's setting and atmosphere. Mm. He does a really good job of setting a creepy, gloomy. What's going on here? Very mood. intriguing. The mood, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what was funny is one of the guys on Goodreads said he could not remember the name of the book. He wanted to, just like me. <laughs> he read it as a kid. He loved it. He wanted to reread it he's like so i went to google and i put in uh old door with carved names we're going to talk about that in a minute and he said i put in a secret door and tunnel and english old english cottage nothing i couldn't find anything he said he searched for years oh but he couldn't remember the name blackbriar he said one day he's driving down the road and all of a sudden Uh the word blackbriar came to him he's like oh 
oh yeah, that was the name of it. And he ordered it and reread it as an adult. And yeah. I'm not going to tell you what he said, but it's basically what I'm about I've to say. I've always heard if you want to remember something that you can't remember to quit thinking yes, about it. Yes, and it'll brain, just come to you. They said your brain keeps working in the meantime. I, the memory is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. How we, like you said, how we can remember specific, very things that seem very vivid that might have happened to us when we were five, but I can't remember where my where I took my shoes off ten minutes ago. Yeah, I'm fascinated with the difference between long term memory and short term memory. Yeah, because I definitely don't have either. <laughs> I apparently don't either. Um, anyway, I just thought that was funny. So I think you... So what's interesting, and I just found this out a couple days ago, or maybe it was yesterday. See, there we go with the short-term memory. <laughs> William Slater, you know, now that I think about it, maybe he is an English author because it said he moved into an old, dilapidated English cottage, and he found out it had been what's called a pest house. Okay, hmm. a pest house is when they would have these plagues or diseases that were killing everybody, and oh. they would put all the people who were sick or dying the diseased would away go there. in this way out in the country. All the diseased would go there and die there, so oh. they wouldn't infect the rest of the place. Oh, wow! And so that's what this house. What we find out is that Danny and his guardian and their cat Islington, I guess that's how you pronounce it, and they even have a little Land Rover they buy called Lil, and they <laughs> you can't even make it up to the cottage. It's so high high up on a hill and it's so isolated and out in the middle of nowhere you have to have a land rover to get up there Hmm. they're very isolated from the nearest village see i think you'd like it it's in the english countryside where those are driving land rovers Uh here's um what i loved about it okay so they go in there's no electricity there's no running water everything's primitive. They have to pump their water from a pump in the cellar. That's another story. They have to light their own kerosene lamps. Any food they get, they have to get in Lille and drive down to the, which takes a while, to the nearest village and get their stuff. Well, every time they go into town, people are very suspicious. They give them the cold eye. Once they find out they're living at Blackbriar, they won't talk to them. Mm. They won't have anything to do with them. So we're like, what's going on? Oh, they have an old library with dusty shelves and all that. The atmosphere is wonderful. Mm. Okay. But what I was going to say, reading it as a child, as compared to an adult. Okay. Okay. As a child, I was like, oh, this is mysterious. It's scary. It's intriguing. The setting's amazing. This is the best book ever written. As an adult... Oh, my gosh, Angie. I had so many times where I was like, oh, my gosh, this is just ridiculous. Or this is so silly. And I'm just going to tell you a few. So, well, number one, this lady, her name is, um, oh, gosh, what is her name? I heard of Philippa. It's Philippa. P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A. I I don't know. I would think Philippa. Philippa. I don't know. know. I'm just going to call her uh, P. P. Okay. She was a secretary at a school where Danny attended. Okay, he's like a young adolescent. I think he's probably pre-teenage years. Hmm. And so I, I don't honestly, I don't even remember. Here we go back to memory. I don't remember if his parents died or he was an orphan. I don't remember. He's an orphan somehow. Did you and, just read this book? Yes, oh, and that's okay. what I'm saying. Okay, I, yeah. I, my memory is shot, yeah. apparently. Okay. I, or they never d- explained in the book how I became an orphan. It just yeah. that he didn't have parents, okay. I think. Maybe they just didn't I don't think they went into it. how he was an orphan. Okay. Anyway, um, they he has a guardian of the state. He's like a lawyer, and he's his legal guardian. He takes care of his trust fund, his money. I need to go back and reread this part. Some, somehow he has a, a check that comes in once a year. Okay. Okay, that helps take care of him. Okay. But the lawyer's his legal guardian. Well, he asks 
some reason, the secretary of the school, she's single, she's kind of like an old maid, she has a cat, the cat's like her kid, somehow she gets permission to take him in and be his guardian. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's where she'd probably go to jail today. She gets tired of life in the city. She's sick of London. She picks up, pulls him out of school, and they, she sees this advertisement for Blackbriar that's real cheap. Gee, I wonder why it's so cheap out in the middle of the country. She just wants a new life. She pulls Danny out of school, and they go, well, today, she's not his legal guardian. Today, she could go to jail for that, right? She does, oh, she doesn't tell anybody. Mm. She pulls him out of school. Now, she makes him study, and he goes to the library and gets books and stuff, and she makes him study, but he's not in school. Today, that would be truancy. So you see what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. Today, you could, it's a this, time, this would yeah. not fly. This is 1972. This yeah. this would not fly today. Right. And then another thing I was laughing at was one of the characters that's supposed to be evil and kind of like signal evil is a little midget guy. <laughs> and I was reading some reviews, and they said that was kind of common in the literature that midgets represented something bad. Was about to, I didn't oh, know no. this. There's a little midget guy. <laughs> There's just some things in there that are like, really? Uh, but what I loved about it was there was this old antique door, and it had all these names carved in it, and then their dates of their death. And we oh. find out it's from like this plague or disease that had come through oh. from like the 1600s. Okay, that is creepy. Here's yeah. what's creepy. The very last name on the door is Mary Peachy. And there's no date. There's no... To me, this is the coolest part of the book. There's no year. Like, who is she? Where is she? Who is Hmm. she? Where is she? And what's cool is, you know, one of the theories as well, she was taking care... Come to find out, she practiced witchcraft. And even though she wasn't sick with the plague or disease or whatever was going around then, they sent her to Blackbriar to be with all the diseased people. But we find out later that... She did help take care of everybody, and everybody died but her, and no one has, and everyone was too scared to go up to Blackbriar because it was so full of diseased people mm. and the witch. Okay. And so, long story short, they, her body was never found, and they have no date of her death. And so, okay. that door is going to be so blank that, forever. And so, to me, that was intriguing. That is creepy. I mean, it's yeah. that's pretty clever. Her, mm-hmm. The author, that was, I mean, that's a pretty scary It is, uh, especially idea. for little kids. Yes. Yes. And Angie, I'll just, Even I won't go adult, too much into like, it. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. I mean, he does a good job of being creepy, but then towards the end, you're like, oh, give me a break. But anyway, <laughs> there's a there's a hidden door in the cellar. There's a tunnel that leads up to a big manor. I mean, mm-hmm. it has all the elements of gothic, mm-hmm. creepy. I love the book. But as an adult, I could see holes in the plot, you know, the midget. Uh, there were some things that just didn't make sense. And, but just overall, you I'm, know, it, I'm thinking, too, that it sounds like it was written for a young audience. Oh, it's, it's young adult literature, okay. for sure. So he may have kind of been very aware of In his mind, he's thinking, there are just certain things you probably would say to kids that you wouldn't say to adults. Yes. You know so he probably could have made it more yeah. even more scary and maybe even had different that's true not as being like you were saying where you're rolling your eyes because it was for kids maybe that's why he did a little bit more of the maybe things that weren't quite as adult if that makes and sense maybe, and you're know. bringing out a really good point i have not talked thought about mm-hmm. Ooh, what would it be like for him mm-hmm. to really write 
a uh, thriller yes, slash supernatural yeah. book for adults. So I was thinking wow. that just this one was creepy just enough the, for just kids. Just the premise alone that mm-hmm. has that has so many possibilities to I be uh, like a Stephen King thriller. And what I know. didn't talk about is there's three mysterious mounds out in this huge open mm-hmm. field down from Blackbriar, mm-hmm. and every once in a while they see fires burning and people chanting. Well, okay. we kind of find out there that's the devil worshippers, but. Here's one thing I noticed as an adult that I didn't notice as a kid. Danny, the main character, the teenager, when he's in London, he's always wanting to sleep. He never has energy. He's pale. He's weak. Hmm. But when he moves out to Blackbriar, he's intrigued. He hmm. he, lo- he he comes to love it. He's chopping wood. He's He has to do it's this like he, real... It's almost like he comes to life. Yes, he, comes he does. So even though he's going from this lively, bustling city... And he's kind of the lethargic, pale, weakly, uh, apathetic teenager. He goes to this dark, kind of dreary Blackbriar, but instead of it making him worse, he's out chopping wood. And even the pump, he has to pump the water every morning in the basement, and it's real hard to pump. He's building up muscles. He's and he used to be scared of his own shadow. He's get and through the book. He gets braver and braver. Okay? So somehow he's being empowered by this. Yes, hmm, and he finds this little doll, which we come out find out later it was Mary Peachy's. But anyway, <laughs> um, my point is, did it have pins in it? No, it's made out of wood. Oh, okay, not like a so, voodoo doll. No, I don't guess. Well, then again, the devil worshippers thought it was like a voodoo doll. So when he threw it in the fire, they're like. Ah! <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, my point is, when he gets there, he he gets some color. He gets strong. He's he starts to become brave and stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. So he has a total transformation by living out in the country. And I really love that he improved when he was in the country instead okay. of degenerated or whatever. That is interesting because so. you think it would have been the opposite. I know. Mm-hmm. So I really so he gets stronger and more because she oh don't even get me started on P. <laughs> she's overbearing. She's a helicopter. She's manipulative. She plays games. She's just, she is so immature. Annoying. Annoying, immature. But he never stands up to her because that's his bread and butter. She's the only adult he's ever known that's taken care of him. But finally, he finds some independence and starts talking back, hey, don't talk to me that way or don't treat me that way or blah, blah. He stands up for himself. So have I, does this sound familiar? Have you read this book I've or not? I definitely have not read the book. Okay. No. None of this sounds uh, familiar to I kind of want to read it, though. Just You should yeah. because it's a super fast read. Mm-hmm. And I just love the setting. I yeah. love the atmosphere. Even though at the end you're going, whatever. Um, <laughs> and it's very implausible. And so many things are so, like I said. Couldn't have happened. Yeah, okay. like really just unrealistic. But... <laughs> To me, it's worth the read. Yeah, you've convinced me. I, okay. I, especially if it's a quick read. That, uh, so I would say from a kid's point of view, I would give it five, five Blackbriars. And from an adult's point of view, I would give it like two and a half Blackbriars. Just because it's so... Okay. Well, let me take that back. Probably three. Three Blackbriars. Okay, so I just have a question. So it's okay. like, as a parent... Yes. And I'm thinking, my kid says, Mom, I want to read Blackbriars. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned lots of the devil. It does worship. involve. So, apparently, she was a witch, and apparently, okay. those, these people were so devil worshippers. My question would be how much, uh, how in depth do they go into the not the, at the all. Witchcraft? We it's, don't even okay. really find out they're devil worshippers till like the very okay. last scene. So it's and not it's, like the whole book's about devil no, worship. Okay, no, that's the what, whole book yeah. is him about him trans coming of age, okay. transforming from this little wimpy, quiet pale, okay. sickly kid. So it's this, more about his transformation. To me, it's more about his transformation. And he meets a girl, and they try to solve the mystery together. And about him, 
him, his transformation and them solving a mystery. And even when we find out they're, and it never really comes out and says they're devil worshipers, I think we're okay. just led to believe so it. So that's more of a background. And to me, that's one of my complaints yeah. is at the very end, it's like, wait, why were they kidnapping the cat? Why were they kidnapping? So, so there were some, there were some things that were a little vague. You yes, like he did not flesh out the end. Mm-hmm. The ending is so, dis- it's very, mm-hmm. it, it is not satisfying to so me. They didn't flesh it out enough to, I want to know, well, what, why did they they kidnapped the cat, okay? They okay. think he's this big, magnificent beast. And I think they do say that some... Now, I will say, as a Christian, you know, this is supernatural. And, they, and I think they do believe that a spirit entered into the cat. So, that's pretty creepy. I don't know that I'd want my kid reading it now that I think about it. <laughs> but um, for you, I would yeah. say just... Re- I would. I just think you should read it just to just, see. Just in the spirit of... Just to experience yeah. it. And because it's a quick read. Right, right. And did you know... To, I feel, you may disagree, we have our own black briar in our area. Have I ever talked to you about this? No. There mm. is a back country road mm. that I go down to get to your house yeah. or mom's house. Mm-hmm. And you go past a cemetery. Yep. And a little country church. I love that little country yes. church. It's so cute. Uh, the There's a, are going to tear Yeah, the down. cemetery. Yeah. yeah, they're about to tear it down. I mm-hmm. hate that. The cemetery is attached to the church. Yeah, you know, It's right outside. Right as you go past the cemetery and the church heading west, mm-hmm. there's an old house that sits on the right back in the woods. Hmm. And it looks old and creepy. And it's a, I've been told it's a rental house and that people rent it out. And hmm. there's usually a few vehicles there. But there's a lady that I work with, a girl who lives on the other side of that church, who's, you know, basically neighbors with the old creepy. And I told her, mm-hmm. I said, I have a name for that house. It's Blackbriar. Oh. And she goes, well, why? Well, you know, she's like, what? She, she had never read Blackbriar or heard of it, I don't guess. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, there's a, a book I read as a kid, and it was creepy, and it was about this old creepy cottage. And I said, every time I drive by that house, I think of Blackbriar. Oh. <laughs> and she goes, well, it is. She said, I'm pretty sure it's over 100 years old. She said they knew, her parents knew the people that used to live there, and people claimed to have seen their ghost walking down that road. Mm. I was like, oh, this is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And she said there's a huge old fire. When you walk in, she said there's a huge old fireplace on that far wall. And she said it's massive, and she said it's really cool and beautiful. Mm. And I thought, and uh, now I need to get a realtor and see if I can find the address and look it up. But I thought that was cool that the house that I reminded me of Blackbriar mm-hmm. really is old and creepy and has some ghost stories around Oh, I it. thought you were going to say she said it was used for, like, 100 years ago when there was, like, an outbreak at the flu oh, or something. no, <laughs> I, was, no. I was like, really? That's really coincidental. <laughs> yeah, but I just think it's kind of cool that every time I drive by that house, I'm like, there's Blackbriar. Oh. So next time you yeah. drive down that road, do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? I, I know the church in the cemetery but I can't picture the house yeah so next time you drive it. and this is funny not funny now that I think about it who was one remember that day I had the wreck yeah it happened right before that house Ooh. I just thought of that I had mm. I was driving and I just looked down for a split second and I don't know why I went off in the ditch and hit a metal pole in a mailbox and it ripped down the whole side of my pretty vehicle. Pretty much destroyed your car, yeah. Pretty much destroyed my car, which my car is ancient. It's a 2000 or 2001. I always forget. I got the estimate for how much it would cost to have it fixed and the estimate was $5,600. 
I looked on Kelly Blue Book, and the vehicle's only worth, at the most, th- like $2,800 to $3,000 mm. in bad condition. So, I, And, of course, I only had liability because I was like, oh, this is an old vehicle, and if I'm ever in a wreck, it won't be my fault. And I only had liability, so... So, poor Joy, when you see... <laughs> so, there for a while, I had wires hanging out. Well, you would see, I would pass her sometimes in Greenwood like or wherever. <laughs> and she looked like Mater off of Cars. And yeah. her her little side mirror was dangling. And I think well, she Well, the tried... mirror got knocked off. There oh. was wires hanging out. Oh, there were wires hanging out. And I said, I hope I don't get caught in a lightning storm. I'll probably and light up my there car There were just like various pieces hanging off. and kind Yeah, of, the front uh, light was hanging off. There were just various things that were hanging on by a thread. And... <laughs> Uh, I just felt so sorry for her, and to, and well, to this day, it's, it's it's it looks better than it did. But, but it's sad. It's it, a sad it, little car. It, it brings sympathy <laughs> from the average onlooker when they see you drive up. <laughs> I know. I used to be that person, like, oh, bless her heart, she has saran wrap over the window. Now I'm the one with it. <laughs> and here's, and then you and your husband decided it'd be a great idea just to pass that car down to his daughter. Yeah, and, I said if she ever needs a vehicle. She yeah. can drive this while she looks for something else. Yeah, you know? yeah. But what so. my husband and his friend, we ordered a mirror off of eBay, and we did put the side <laughs> mirror on, and they, like, epoxied in the light that was hanging out. <sighs> so it doesn't look as bad. No, it looks better. But I'm it's, sorry. It's I'm still, no, and it has 173,000 miles. It's a sad little thing. <laughs> and I'm looking for new cars, but they're so expensive, and I'm such a tightwad. It could be a while till I get one. That's too funny. Anyway. Well, we got lots of things in on this podcast. Oh, I know. Anyway. We did. Yeah. So. Okay, so do, do you think you'll read Blackbriar? Yeah, no? I actually do. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it would be a waste of your time. No. I think just the setting and atmosphere yeah. alone, you'll enjoy it. Yes, I, so. I, it actually sounds like something I would have really enjoyed uh, as a teenager, yeah. especially. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Okay, was there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap things up? Yeah, I'm getting ready to do um, something a little different when we get off of here. Okay. Um, I'm going to record. I was okay after I read less of the Mohicans at the very end of the book. There was a little section called What is a Classic? Mm-hmm. And it's like four or five pages long, but I read it, and it was really, really interesting. I'm curious to see what classifies us. Yeah. Here, I'm embarrassed to admit this because, you know, I taught English for several years, mm-hmm. and I taught a few classics, and I couldn't really give you the definition of what a classic is. Yeah. To me, it's something that endures the test of time. Yeah. Does it talk about uh, that at yes, all? Yes, was one of the first it things it says. It stands the test of time, has mm-hmm. memorable characters, mm-hmm. and I would good guess writing. that it... Good writing. And I would guess another uh, qualification would be it has to make some moral point or teach some well, moral lesson. Or I know that's more mm-hmm. like a fable. I was just, it had to be... I was just reading through it again because it's been a while since I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It didn't say that, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite through... Because anyway, it seems like every classic I've ever taught, there's always some major moral lesson. I know yeah. that sounds like a fable, but there's usually some life lesson that can be learned. Yeah, and that could be that could be part of it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna record myself reading what mm-hmm. is a classic, and you know, I, I was telling you earlier, I don't know that anybody will want to listen to it. But I do. I if, want to listen to it. If you're like me though, and you actually like classics, mm-hmm. uh, matter of fact, I read a quote the other day that I told you, and it said a classic is. A famous book that everybody says is really good, but no one actually reads. Yes, I yeah. love that. Yeah, I love I, that quote. It's actually summarized better than what I just said. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm just going to read what is a classic, and uh, just for those people who don't read classics and mm-hmm. they think they're a waste of time, that maybe this will change your mind. Yeah, I'm good. I'm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you'll have one listener, at okay. least one. Oh, awesome. I'm going to listen to <laughs> awesome. it. Awesome. Joy's going to listen. 
Well, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate anybody. We know time is valuable. We appreciate all of our listeners who take the time to listen to us. We just enjoy this so much, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. And we will see you next time on Twin Twin Talk. Talk.